Hi guys, welcome back to the What About podcast. I'm Owen and hopefully if you're a regular listener to the podcast, you know the format by now. We're diving into interesting topics about local church, chatting to leaders and getting the lowdown on how churches can impact their communities, react to current issues and open discussions. In each session, we want to dig deep into why we do what we do theologically, but also practically chat about how belief shapes our daily lives. Today, we're looking at how, as we go into this new year, we can seek to set out good daily holy habits. My guest this week is Reverend Rory Graham. Rory is the Associate Vicar at Hailsham Parish Church and is deeply involved in the community. He's involved heavily with the Hailsham Food Bank and is regularly goes into schools to bring assemblies. Welcome, Rory. I mean, thank you. Hopefully, I got that correct. You're you're still part involved with the food bank. And, yes, that's and, right. Yes. Yeah, yeah. It's a it's a challenge and a privilege to be um, involved in the in the work there, and a joy really to be part of a partnership of Christians across the town working, mm. seeking to serve some of the people who are most needy in our in our town. Amazing, amazing. Firstly, I think probably it'd be a good thing just to, if you could introduce yourself a little bit and just say a little bit about your journey and and what's led you to here. Great. So what can I tell you about myself? I am married. I'm blessed with three kids. We've been living here for about five and a half years now. I became a Christian when I was 13, which was a bit of a surprise to me because I thought I was a Christian. Um, So I was was raised... um, in a church-going family-ish, by which I mean my mum went fairly regularly. My mum's a is a is a believer, and she went fairly regularly to her local parish church. And my dad came at Christmas. Um, that was the extent to which things. So I would sort of go along with her every now and again. And when I was invited by a mate of mine from school on a Christian holiday, I thought. Well, it's a bit odd that Christians go on holiday, but I'm a Christian, so that can't be too tricky. I knew something was up when they said pack a Bible. I mean, I did actually own one because, you know, hey, I was a Christian. But I did think that was a bit strange, the idea that you might actually want to take one on holiday with you. And over the course of the week, listen, you know, you've been to, you're involved in Christian holidays, so you know exactly what goes on. Uh, Over the course of the week, I had loads of fun, Mm. um, met some, some really nice people and had the gospel explained to me for the first time. Amazing. And it was during one of somebody explaining the gospel when people said, listen, I'd like to pray for you to, to receive God's spirit for you to become a Christian. And uh, I completely dissolved. <clears throat> I became a blubbering, gibbering wreck of a, an individual. Largely because I realised how unworthy I was, I think. And I realised the extent of my sin, which was a shock because I thought I was a pretty nice bloke. I had to use the familiar parlance, never killed anyone. I still haven't. Yeah, that's right. And therefore I thought, well, of course God's going to accept me. You know, I'm a nice, likeable bloke. I, I I, wept and I wept. It was very embarrassing. It was a room full of teenagers, many of whom I didn't know, because I realised that the way in which I treated Jesus was profoundly wrong. And that's a bit of a surprise when you're 13. Mm. So I, I treated him... Looking back, I, I can see, and I was the reason I was crying was because I was treating him a bit like a genie. So I thought, you know, for most of my life I could deal with things, and when I couldn't, then I would go to church. And I thought the deal was, you know, you go to church, and he helps you out of tight spots. Mm. Now, tight spots in my case tended to be maths. <laughs> so a maths exam would see my attendance, or, or physics, would see my attendance at a, at church spike on the grounds that I presumed that that made God happy and therefore God would, you know, do me a favour and, and help me to scrape through. And I realised that if he was who I'd been shown from the scriptures that he was, um, that was an awful way 
uh, to treat the Lord Jesus. And so I blubbed. Having blubbed extensively, uh, I, I was, it was kind, actually. I mean, not everyone becomes a Christian like that, obviously. Yeah. You don't have to blub to become a Christian. The reason why I say it was kind was because I then returned to my local church, which wasn't a, a gospel teaching church particularly. I was the youngest person there by probably 40 years. And there were 10 of us on a Sunday morning or something. So it was sometimes a bit painful. Yeah. But I knew that Jesus was real and that I was a Christian because I had had that fairly significant experience of his grace. Mm. And and that sustained me, really, all the way until I got to uni. I got to university uh, and met this weird bunch of Christian people who see, who seemed to have a faith that made a real difference in mm. their lives. And I thought, well, I'm a Christian, but it doesn't actually change a lot, does it? Mm. And... And so university was this was was a pretty sort of pretty key point for me because I had to decide either I am a Christian and I need to look into this seriously or I'm not mm. and all that weird crying stuff was just a funny thing that happened to me and in God's kindness I got involved in a local church grew massively over three years and left uni slightly thinking I don't really want to go back to I don't want to just go back home and back into unhelpful, ungodly patterns and routines. Mm. I've, you know, university's been so helpful for me in, in growing as a Christian. So I um, spent some time doing voluntary work overseas and long story, slightly shorter, off the back of that, got a job working for a local church in Crowborough. Amazing. And from there, found my way into, to my surprise, into full ministry. So, mm. yeah. That's is is that enough? Yeah, no, that's, that's probably great. more no, that's than enough. amazing. No, that's great. I, it's one of the things I love about this podcast is I get to hear um, many people's stories of what God has done in their lives, and I I love hearing that. That's, <laughs> it's it's good fun, and and hopefully, if you're listening, you you really enjoyed that as much as I did. And I so you're not are you not from around sort of this area? No, I was dragged up in the, in the northeast. Was a tenant farmer on a farm uh, just outside a place called Darlington, which used to be famous because it was on the back of the five pound note. Um, okay, that's where the that's where the um, that's where Stevenson's rocket first travelled um, from the Darlington Stockton Railway. You see, okay. so the heart at some point of the industrial <laughs> northeast. Uh, yeah, I had a, a lovely, lovely time growing up on a farm. Yeah, still rather miss it, really. Mm. Oh, um, so well, I suppose we are in a, a slightly more rural area, so that must sort of sing to yeah, you still slightly. Yeah, it instead does. Of, well, yeah. I mean, it's lovely. You know, Hailsham's got a cattle mart. Um, yeah, you know, we've got a, num- uh, a number of farmers in the congregation so it's fun mm. to fun to sort of be able to quite quickly get out into the yeah. countryside if yeah. you like no very much so oh lovely yeah so, we'll, so today we're obviously going to talk a bit about the new year and 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 patterns and you've already mentioned i suppose in terms of mm. after uni you didn't want to go back to a place where you had unhealthy patterns of behavior and and and, and sort of the, the habits weren't what you had built there sure um what sort of opportunities do you think a new year brings in terms of we often talk about sort of new year's resolutions and things mm. and the big joke about new year's resolutions is they last about five minutes yeah but there's something i think quite amazing about a new year a new opportunity i think god has put in place throughout the year but in around this time there's something that shows a sign of there is a new beginning there is a new um you can change your patterns of behavior that somehow society is still held on to. I think mm. it's lost some mm. of the potency possibly, but it's, it's held on to. What, what's your thoughts about that? I think lots of things. I think, <laughs> I, think uh, I, I think, I mean, the, 
what's worth naming is the reality that we all have patterns, we all have habits, we all have, for want of a better word, we all have liturgies in our lives. Now, we don't always think about them, but it might be Monday afternoon, that's when I go shopping. Mm. It it probably is, first thing I do in the morning is put the kettle on. You know, we have a routine. We are, we are people who have been created to... Um, to have patterns of life. So this idea of thinking about how you spend your life, oh, it, it, I guess naturally there's a part of us that's like, oh, that's a bit, that's a bit legalistic, isn't yeah. it? You know, you have this, this sort of idea that you're going to live in a certain way, you're going to do certain things. Doesn't that sound rather constraining? I think two things. Firstly, I think it's a nonsense to imagine we don't all already have that. Mm. We are all being shaped by something. Yeah. Uh, the question is, are we being shaped in a godly direction or in an ungodly direction? Mm. Another, you know, another sort of comment that you might make is, well, yeah, it is, it is constraining, but it's constraining in the same way that water is constraining to a fish. Hmm. That, you know that. Yeah. <laughs> you know, outside of water, the fish is in big trouble. It's hmm. constraining in the same way that that train tracks are constraining to the train. Hmm. Off the tracks, the train is yeah <laughs> is hopeless. So it's all it's all happening to us. And the question is not, do I have a pattern of life? Do I have habits that are shaping me? The question is, are they shaping me in a positive or negative direction? So I think that's the first thing that it's worth us just putting out there and the second is that potentially new year is a really rubbish time to do it potentially it's a really rubbish time to do it because new year can be this sort of festival of i am not enough Mm. i am not good enough you know i'm not skinny enough i'm not successful enough i look back over the last year and i haven't dot 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 Mm -hmm. you know i've failed i've I've sinned, to use a, a Christian term. Now, that's not always bad. It's not at all bad to, to recognise our failure and our sin. In fact, I think it's, it's right. We should, in the light of who God is, say that. Mm-hmm. But if, if our sort of desire for a different life flows out of a sense of unworthiness in an unhelpful way, in an ungodly way, mm-hmm. um, then we're getting off on the wrong foot you know the truth is that we are in christ the beloved Mm -hmm. that he delights over us that he chose us before the 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 foundation of the world to be holy and blameless uh, and therefore we want to be conformed Mm -hmm. by the spirit into the people that he's calling us to be so so new year does provide a an opportunity i think but only if we are starting from a healthy gospel position, not mm. if we're starting from a, a sort of God doesn't like me yes. position. Because if we're Christians, that's not true. Despite our sin, the gospel says he delights over mm. us um, in Jesus Christ. Uh, he is, you know, he's, he is, he considers us to be sons and daughters. And so I guess the, the helpful way to think about solutions or habits or goals or whatever you want to say is as bearers of the name of Christ as baptized 
members of the family, mm. how can I live like, how can I better reflect the the image of my mm. father, the image of my elder brother, the Lord Jesus Christ? So I think, yeah, I think I, I think there are there is potential. I mean, the reason why I say New Year might not be the best time is I think often we arrive at New Year in a bit of a sort of a flurry of Ugh! yeah, um, got to get things going again, mm. and we aren't arriving necessarily from a position of considered rest. How am I going to move forward? So, I mean, lots of lots of churches are sort of have have a different flow to their their life their corporate life together and i sometimes wonder whether actually september is a better mm. time to to sort of you know you can spend spend august often there's a bit less happening you can spend august seeking the lord praying trying to trying to say okay here's where i feel the lord is calling me to mm. and then in september it's a new term yeah lots of things are getting going and and that might be a more you perhaps you've got a little bit more energy mm. <laughs> and you there's a been a break from from things sufficiently so that you can say okay well i'm going to seek with the lord's help to live like this that said the you know you're quite right um it's in the air it's in the ethos at yes. the moment of how are the new year's resolutions going yes i think i think you know i i I think you're right in that it we shouldn't go this isn't an annual you've you've had your chance and now you miss it and then you wait 12 months technically you can start your your new habits can start whenever you want you've just got to start to you know to do them I like that about September I think that's a good thing because January comes with a whole host of of problems I think generally in that Christmas has happened, and as much as we pretend that Christmas is a, a break and a rest, it's not. <laughs> uh, Christmas is the worst holiday for resting. And then, as you say, you come into the new year, and you know it all has to start up again. Yes, no, I. I and I, I guess you know, some lots of people find January hard for a whole range of reasons. Yeah. you know, mental health wise. Oh, um, se- seasonally, it's it's a really difficult time in terms of it's grey, it's it's dark. Seasonal yeah. affective disorder affects yeah, all yeah. of us to a certain extent. Uh, so that might that mm. might sort of come into play. Mm. I mean, I think if you can, you know, if you can make time, whenever you can make time to begin to ask the question, okay, Lord, in what areas would you like to see me grow? Mm. Then you know, generally might be a good time to yeah. do it. There is something a little bit like there is a slight sense of you turn over a new page, don't mm. you, in your on the year, mm. um, but I guess I guess what I want to say to people listening is if you know if January's tough, don't do it in January. Yeah, no, <laughs> but maybe yeah. take January as a time to say, okay, all right, January is tough. I'm going to do it in. I'm going to you know I'm going to think about this in March. I'm going to think mm. about this in 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 August with a view to starting in September. It, mm. it doesn't have to be a January thing. Yes, yeah, I, I like what you said about sort of the you are you're not. Yes, this isn't you trying to build up something that means that God is going to take you seriously or, or, or respect you in terms of he loves you anyway. There is, he, he devotes upon you. And so because of that, out of that working, that is why we do it. That's where spiritual disciplines come from. It's not a earning your way. It's it's because of the love you've been shown, you desire to grow deeper in, in that. And so it's a, it's a classic sort of gospel law. Thing, yes, very it? much so, yes. So, you know, so it's, it's I... I do this so God loves me, or because God loves me, I do this. I live like this, and, yeah. and you need to get the 
the mm. cart and the horse in the right order, otherwise shipwreck yeah. lies that way. Yes, very much so. I saw a, an Instagram post from a pastor the other day, actually, where he was talking about goes and visits a church in Mexico, which they work with. And he said, I went there about you know a year ago, and they love when I say one or two words in Spanish, but I can only do one or two words in Spanish. So he started using an app. I won't name it because I don't know if we get copyrighted, although <laughs> no one's probably interested in listening to it. But yes, yeah, so he started using an app and he said, now I know sort of 40, 50 words. And I went and preach you know three months ago and I could do a little bit more and they were very excited and so it was a tiny change but you know if you start putting in those one percent and that's what he said in terms of when you come to looking at how you affect your Mm. life you know Mm. don't think oh it's it's a tiny change because actually you know what those one percents they add up well it's the it's the it's the classic team sky thing I don't know if you follow cycling at all no I don't know but David Brailsford who has become slightly more controversial as a figure in terms of sport, but was the principal guy for, for Team Sky. His big thing was the aggregation of marginal gains. Mm. So, the for example, he said, okay, everyone, when we when we go on the Tour de France, everyone takes their own pillow. You know, it, it, it's the, the one percenters that add up to a meaningful change. So it doesn't have to be, and it probably isn't helpful if you're thinking of, of starting, okay, you know, I'm going to do 18 different things. I'm going to give up take up all of these things it Mm. probably is a case of let's do and I think this is why it's helpful for Christians to say well you know Lord what is the life that you're calling me to Mm. because often in the scriptures we see we see two types of growth don't we in the scriptures we see sudden transformative growth Mm. uh, sudden transformative change you are either alive in Christ or dead in your sins. Mm. There's not a sort of a, I'm kind of in the middle somewhere. I'm heading, you know, <laughs> you're, you're a child of light or you're a child of darkness in, in the Bible. Mm. There's, a, there's a clear sudden difference. And, and there is a moment. We may, we may not always know it, mm. but there is a moment when we, John 3, we are born again. Mm. And Jesus speaks about what is the kingdom of heaven like? Well, it's like a seed. Mm. It grows. And even, you know, there's the parable, even where, where he talks about how it grows even though the farmer doesn't know mm. why it's growing, how it's growing. He just sticks it in there and then... Knows that he gets it later. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So, so uh, and we need to just, sort of, I think, have that in mind because we will, because of our experiences, we will both have models of discipleship mm. that are either all about the transformative clear event Mm. you know perhaps wonderfully an astonishing healing a clear moment of of before Mm. and after or we will much more naturally our experience will lead us to yes and you know it's it's a slow Mm. two steps forward one steps back it's an organic growing Mm. Um, and we need to recognize both of those things i think when we're talking about holy habits are we expecting dear lord please make me more self-controlled. Yeah. Why haven't you done it yet? <laughs> <laughs> you know, there's a sort of a okay. Well, this may be. A, this will be mm. a lifetime of seeking yeah. the Lord, a lifetime of cultivating the fruit of the Spirit, a lifetime mm. of of pruning the vine, so that so that that's more evident, rather than God, you haven't done your thing. Come on, I'm still grumpy. Yeah. I'm, I'm still <laughs> I'm still furious. I still eat too much cake. Why haven't you? Why aren't you doing your thing? So I think. Yeah. I, I think again when we're talking about the idea of of, you know, to use the old, an old phrase, a rule of life. Mm. This is how I feel the Lord is calling me to live in 2022. Mm. Um, it's worth just bearing those things in mind so that, because otherwise, you know, it, it will be hard. Mm. We think God isn't in it. 
Therefore, I'm not going to do it anymore. Yeah. No, actually, maybe the 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 life of discipleship is hard. Yeah. Maybe the life of discipleship is, you know, Eugene Peterson's, you know, brilliant book, a long obedience in the same direction. Mm. <laughs> Just plodding yeah. in that direction in the face of rain and sometimes sun, and mm. you know, it, it, it's hard. But that's what Christian life is. It is, and it, it is seasonal in that. The, there are times, at least I, I found in my life, there are times where God speaks in, in one way. And, and yes, you get those boom moments. And then there are other seasons where that doesn't happen. And you, there are seasons where, as you said, it's it's hard and it, the, the going is easy. The ground is um, marshy and boggy. And sometimes it's just tarmac and off you go. And I think, I think you are right in that we need to realise there is a both. And, you know, if you're listening to the past you might be like well actually God's always spoken to me in one way and I haven't heard him in a while does that mean that he's stopped mm. and it's like well no maybe God's speaking to you in a, in a different way I have this conversation me, me and my wife have this conversation regularly actually because we both have heard God very differently over our lives I've I'm a lot more of a plodder God often works through I keep plodding and he opens the door sort of as I get there and then we keep sure. going and I go, oh, amazing. Sure. <laughs> and whilst Catherine's had some really audible words from God and that's how she's done. And, you know, then basically I feel a bit bad, but since she's met me, I, I think she's become a bit of a plodder. <laughs> and she's like, God, what are you doing? But I'm expecting there'll be a day when I'll hear the audible voice and I'll go, oh, this isn't the same. <laughs> the, the becoming one flesh. as, yes. as, 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 as sort of, <laughs> yeah, so, all that I am, I give to you. Has yes. that taken on new new meanings? Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. She didn't know what she was getting yeah, in for. Quite. But no, I think it's it is definitely worth if you if you maybe you're a new Christian and you've you've only gone through one season, um, or you're a, a mature believer and you say, oh yeah, I can testify to that. God will not stop. There's mm. no you don't get to the end of discipleship. No, sure. You don't get to the end of of your sanctifying journey until that day when you know we hear those words, good and faithful servant. And I think that's become quite yeah apparent as we over the last few weeks in the in, in the church we've had a number of people pass on and and i think it's definitely in my mind really sort of hit home in terms of actually you keep you keep mm. pushing and you keep mm. striving and uh, one of the guys we were at his thanksgiving service yesterday len just testimony after testimony of you know god's faithfulness of and and how he just kept pushing and he wanted more and you know there was somebody who said you you think when you retire, you, you just sort of stop. But Len never took it like that. He always knew that God had more of him. He always mm. knew there was more to give and more to grow in. And I always, I want to be, I want that to be my sure. my testimony as well, that I can say there's always more. There's always more that, that God has got. And it's never too late, I think, to start a habit. And it's never too late no, to try and right. break a habit. Yeah, that absolutely. I mean, you know, the Lord is, is as you say, the Lord will continue to, to work on us and in mm. us until we die or he returns and therefore i mean it's striking in the new testament one of the things that in in 1 timothy one of the things that that paul says is um you know let the believers see your progress mm. so not your perfection yeah but that actually you are praying and seeking and working towards growing mm. Um, that is to be the mark. Now I know he's I know he's talking to to a church leader in in that circumstance, but I take that that the church leader is to lead in that department mm. as well, and therefore it's you know not legitimate to say that an encouragement for all believers let other believers see your progress. Mm. Now there are godly ways and ungodly ways of doing that, mm. but I think it's a, 
it's a helpful corrective to to the sort of perhaps it's a particularly Anglican thing I don't know view of oh well it's very private. Yes, you know this is very yeah. private. We don't, we don't really talk about it. It's very private. And of course, you know the, our relationship with Jesus is our, our relationship with Jesus, but in the context of of the community of faith, in the context mm. of of our families, the church family. Right. So that's a challenge, and we and we never we never sort of we never stop seeking to to progress. And I definitely think that's a cultural thing that that sort of private faith. I think as much as we do see, you know. Jesus says, "Go and you know, lock the door and be with your father sure, in, in secret." Sure. However, on a on a cultural basis, what it meant in a Near Eastern culture to be private is very different to mm. what we see now. The whole community element of living, in comparison to our very individualistic yes. lifestyle yes, yes, yes. in the UK, is, is is very different. Yeah, I, I I think it's it's very interesting that. You, you, you brought that up and I think we'll look at that a little bit later in terms of how that extends to, to community. On yourself, on a personal note, are there any things that you're, uh, you'd, you'd feel comfortable sort of saying this is, these are some things that over the last couple of years or in this mm. year coming, um, yeah, yeah. actually this is an area that I want to really pursue God in. I think God's pushing and changing. Or I think one of the areas, I mean, it, it's, it is an ongoing one for me, is sort of trying to take a, a couple of days a year to just pause and and reflect and look mm. back and to think sort of in terms of my own you know my own discipleship my own spiritual walk my own journey how how my my following Jesus however you want to describe it how that's going consider that prayerfully my my family how how's that how how are we doing and then obviously particular areas of ministry ministry responsibility mm. and my my natural tendency is probably towards activism so i you know i'm much happier doing stuff than i am reflecting or considering or or reviewing even and therefore the discipline of having a couple of days a year in the diary mm. means um and i and, and i you know i've got a few sort of questions which i try and work through before the lord and tend to go for a walk and spend a bit longer than I would normally in in the day praying helps me to sort of remind myself that Mm. um, primarily one of the best things I can do for my family one of the best things I can do for my wife the best things I can do for my my church family is tend to my relationship with Jesus Mm. and it helps me to to be thankful so that that's on a sort of I mean I think this works on a number of different levels for me that's a sort of an annual thing mm. take it to the other extreme I guess something I've I've taken to doing more recently is on a daily basis just starting the day and finishing the day in prayer in a sort of conscious presence of the Lord type moment so mm. I mean it sounds very dramatic it really isn't um, it's simply acknowledging that as I swing my legs out of bed mm. in the morning with the alarm going off, the first thing I I I simply pray is well, I'll tell you what I pray. I pray, thank you, Lord Jesus. This is your day. Mm. Help me, Lord Jesus, to walk in your way. Now, I mean, it it almost seems a bit twee and a bit childish, which is fine because I I think. You know that's that's part of being a being a Christian mm-hmm. is 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 a is a degree of that, but it helps me to remember that 
primarily all that I will face in the day will come from my father's hand, both mm. good and bad. And that ultimately whatever I have planned for the next, I don't know how, how many hours I'll be awake, the most important thing will be an acknowledgement of seeking to serve Jesus in those mm. in those hours. So it, it's not terribly profound. There's a danger it could become... <clears throat> Excuse me. It could become a bit, a bit sort of a root thing. Mm. Oh, this is just what Rory does when he gets up. Um, that's true of all of our. Yeah. That's true of all of our habits. To be perfectly honest, all of our our spiritual disciplines. But it is also an opportunity for me before I've even turned the light on mm. to think. Okay. Here we go, Lord. Another day in your presence. Mm. Another day of your grace. How can I best use this? Yeah. And likewise, at the end of the day i i seek to give thanks for three things could be more than that sometimes three's dead easy i'm like oh i've got loads of things i can thank the lord for and sometimes it's a bit more oh, well i suppose i mean i've, I've eaten yeah that's good, that was pretty good. so I, I seek to i seek to give thanks for for three things mm. and and then i i pray lord jesus please will i be at peace in my rest knowing that you came to bring peace to all things and one day will bring total rest and if you like that's a sort of i can't remember who it was somebody said you know pray and let god worry in a way that is seeking to say there you go you know there's stuff i i haven't done which i should have done the stuff which i've done badly today there are relationships which i i need to you know i need to i need to sort out i need to repent of the ways in which i've 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 spoken about and thought about people i'm just going to park that and i'm going to seek to trust that you neither slumber nor sleep mm. and therefore i can now it doesn't i'm not it's not always brilliant but it's sort of a again it's like a little it's a little moment where i consciously say thank you lord and i'm going to seek not to worry mm. about those things i'm going to seek to say okay over to you mm. sort of thing so i mean that so I've spoken about sort of the big picture over a, over perhaps you know over a year, I guess daily, and then I I think there are things I try and varying degrees of success to do to do weekly. So I think I, we are embodied people. It's important that, that we that we look after ourselves physically. So I try and you know exercise. Mm. Uh, and that doesn't happen unless I put it in my in my diary. So I have a routine of not very dramatic exercise. Mm. You know, I work at having um, a meaningful day off. I am comfortable using the term Sabbath. I'm aware that that carries with it a degree of baggage mm. and can feel very legalistic, but I think. I will aim to do things that I don't normally do hmm. on a on the rest of my working working week, and I will be sort of slightly conscious about that. Try and leave off the social media, hmm. you know, have a have a day away from all of that. So, yeah, I mean, you ask me, there are other things, but but there are sort of um, there are three on a on a yearly. On a on a daily and mm. and on a weekly scale, which I am aware of being sort of conscious habits, 
traditions, rule of life, whatever you want to call mm. it, which I'm seeking to cultivate and, and which I'm seeking to, to, to act as a trellis, if you like, up which I'm seeking to yes. grow in a more godly direction, if that makes mm. sense. Yes, and, and I like that those within those there were ones that you, you said, you know, actually, no, those are, I, I put those in the calendar, those are sort of planted ones, because otherwise, as we all know, they don't happen yeah. often. The daily ones are, you know, that you've set times for those. And then with the week ones, you sort of, it was, these are things I'm conscious of, these are things I, I try and put those into. I think, And I'm sure there are weeks where you probably get to the end of it and you go, oh, well, I could have done yeah. a bit more of that but you you know it's over a time and I think that's that's good to know that there are some there are some things that you you know you say actually those are ones I want to put in the sand and then, then there's others where you say I work my week around trying to do those things and I think if you're listening those are that's a good principle that very much so of try and find something that's that's daily try and find something that's around your 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 week which means that it will impact your life over a while and few things that are annual my I suppose my annual things are I try and fast a certain amount of times in a year and that's something that for the last couple of years has been something that God's really put on my heart is spending time set aside to you know actually know this is a fasting to seek for whatever God's put in my heart at that time and then me and my wife have just started a, a bible in a year which we do daily and that's something that we look to to commit to and actually it was interesting what you said about lying lying down and, and handing over because we were just reading yesterday in in psalm 4 we lie down and we sleep because he is our safety yeah. you know, he is our security yeah. and i love how god god does that he he puts things in place that then you you can remember his word and and, mm. and draw them out and i'm not going to say that in five weeks time i would have remembered <laughs> all that i i had but I, that came to mind but no i think that those things of putting in place are important and i i, I think that as you say, those are incremental changes over time. And much like with any sort of, like exercise, for instance, I, I know you're a, a keen cyclist, mm -hmm. you know, you, you cycle a certain extent and over time you can cycle more and your stamina increases. And in the same way sure. spiritually, sure. your stamina will increase as you put those things in place and as you, you spend more and you can take on more. I think, I mean, I think on that, you know, that, that's part of the reason why just having a sort of, okay, well, let's, let's seek to do let's seek to do something is you know infinitely better than yeah. doing doing nothing and and in fact much better to do to say well you know in the 5 minutes it takes me to leave my house and walk to the bus stop i'm going to pray mm. every day than say okay fridays i'm um, you know from 4 <laughs> until 4:45 that's me i'm i'm going for it we're praying yeah. nothing else much better just to, you know a realistic and regular and okay if you, you know if you, if you do it three times a week brilliant you pray for you pray for 15 minutes that's mm. great isn't it rather than the sort of the pressure of mm. friday comes you're running late yeah. or you, you know you do pray and then you pray for sort of like seven minutes you're like what there's all this time left what am i going to pray for now <laughs> and it, it's just it's sort of mm. discouraging and actually has the opposite effect mm. uh, on on your your growth into into spiritual life rather than mm. than than the one you were intending so and, and i think something else that was just coming to mind was let uh congregational community holy habits be something that you include so for instance if you think to yourself actually you know what i 
I struggle to in praying. Does your church run prayer meetings? Yes, if yes, so, yes. then that's a place where you are going to probably need to pray. And actually, even though you might find it difficult, if you commit to that over time, it will become easier. Let other people support you and, and in that discipleship journey. I don't know what you have HPC, but here we're just setting up discipleship groups in, in mm. smaller settings, you know, and share, be honest with people. If you struggle in a certain area, be honest, because somebody might say, well, why don't you come along to this? Or why don't you think about this? I think it's, I mean, I think it's a great resource as a church family. And I'm, I'm so grateful for older, older Christians, because I think, well, I think every time I go to, every time I go to the church prayer meeting, I learn more about prayer from hearing mm. other Christians pray. And likewise, when I'm, you know, in, in small group settings with, with people. And also, you know, we are to encourage one another and we're to share one another's burdens and we're to pray for one another and and all of that happens in the context of again you you saying i've i've been i've been seeking the lord i I want to grow recognize that i'm not the person who i should be Mm. and therefore will you please pray for me in this area Mm. you know i guess a brilliant audit you could do would be crack open galatians have a look at the fruit of the spirit and and sit with that before the lord and say Mm. okay lord i i am a sinner i'm not going to be i'm not going to be doing well in any of these areas but which one which one you know in your kindness which one of these do you want me to grow in here now and and then you know make that part of your five minute walk to the bus stop prayer Mm, (laughs) make that part of your your you know your small group your discipleship group your triplet whatever Mm. and say to people listen you know this is i'm seeking to be a kinder man please would you pray for me in in that and often as our friends pray for us and support us and hold us accountable how's it going you said you really struggle with your your sarky boss (laughs) you know to respond kindly how how was that on friday when you were a bit tired and up against it as we're held to account and encouraged they will also i was praying for you and i was reading from proverbs and 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 here's a here's a word of encouragement that the lord has for Mm. for you it it is a team sport following Mm. jesus and very much so yeah um we neglect that i think and and we are the poorer for it yes we do very much so, very much so. I think those things, I liked your image earlier of the trestle. Those are, yeah, those those things you put into your life that means that growth can happen around and is shaped by them. And I suppose we started by saying, don't, don't throw everything, you know, don't just throw everything at the wall and hope some of it sticks. But also, what are some key things you're putting up in your trestle, I suppose, to allow growth? Um, in your life and it might be worth thinking what am i going to not you know the the danger is we all feel frazzled we're all like sort of running around like headless chickens and people listening to us thinking oh great you know owen and rory would like me to add something else to my life are you mad and and therefore you know it might be just worth thinking one of the ways in which so it's striking the parable of the soils. Mm. One of the ways in which the word of God is choked is by the cares of the world. Mm. I don't know if you remember that. The thorns grow up. They, yeah. they, and mm. and Jesus says that, you know, that's the cares of the world. So it's mm. worth just thinking, okay, I've I, I'm 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 seeking the Lord. I feel I feel that He's wanting me to grow in in this particular area. What that might mean is positively mm. and Therefore, what, what negatively do I need to to stop doing? Mm. And again, it doesn't have to be sort of a, 
I'm going to renounce all fill in the blank. Yeah. Uh, it might just be, I'm going to make sure that actually I'm turning the light out more like 10.30 mm. than 11. Yes. I'm, go- I'm, I'm leaving the house more like 8.20 than 8.30. So mm. so as I walk to the bus stop, as I drive, you know, I'm, I'm going to have that just a little bit more mm. time, a, bit, a little bit less pressure. I'm going to stop listening to my favourite podcast on on the train because instead that's going to be time when I uh, I read the word. So, mm. so you know, it's a, it's a sort of a... I'd hate for people to be listening and thinking, oh, more guilt about stuff I have to do. That definitely isn't my, my prayer. And it should be that we recognise that that there will be some things we'll we'll need to stop. Mm. And and they can be good things in the sense of, you know, naturally they're not it's not yes. yeah, no. terrible things. They're just actually, you know what, I'm gonna have a little less of this. It's I suppose it's a balanced diet, isn't it? Of yeah. of a, a, in life. In the same way as I know that my phone is not a bad thing. However, recently I've tried to make it very careful actually that it's not I, I don't like it to be the last thing I see before I go to sleep. I know sometimes it is, and that's I quite listen to like listening to audiobooks before I go to bed, and that makes it a bit difficult. So what I try and do is I'll have the phone there, I'll have headphones on, and then we'll do have like a bit of Bible devotional time together, and then you just press it on at the at the at the air at the AirPod. Right. So then it plays, and then you turn it off, so you don't look at the screen again because. I knew that actually the first thing I was looking up in the morning was my phone. The last thing I was looking at before I went to sleep was my phone. And I think... I, I think what's interesting about that is it does set the tone. Yeah. So I think, you know, I think... I mean, I used to I used to read the scriptures on a screen mm. um, with, with a sort of a, a program and I could take notes and it highlight and, mm. you know, link things and it, it all seemed to be great. And then I realised I was just finding it so easy to be distracted mm. because other notifications were popping up and I was clicking on something else. Oh, I'll come back to that. You know, yeah. It was hopeless. I had to go back to a, a physical Bible because I recognised that, if you like, what I thought was going to help me, I thought was going to be a, a helpful thing, mm. was actually not helping yeah. me. And I'm aware friends of mine say, you know, it's always scripture before screen. Mm. So that I, I always start the day and God's word sets the agenda before I... And it, it's not they're not doing bad things on their mm. phones. You know, it's not like before I look at pornography. Yeah. No, it's, it's, <laughs> it's before I check the BBC News website. Yeah. It's before I flick through my Instagram. It's mm. before because as you know, those things aren't neutral. As mm. we do that, you know, we are being bombarded with stuff that is shaping us. Yeah. And the question is, what what do we want to shape us? As you've just pointed out, beginning and end of our day, we want. We want a lo- We want the Lord. We want an awareness of His presence. We want His mm. Word to be shaping us all through the day. And yeah, the the temptation is that it's so easy for that mm. not to be the case. So yeah, very much. So. I think that I think that's again. It's not. That's not saying okay. You have to. We have to give up. Yes. Yeah, it, yeah. It's just saying. Let's be aware that how we use these tools are shaping us, just mm. like we are shaping our environment by mm. using these tools they're, they're actually having an impact on us they're not not just neutral very much so very much so finally i suppose just one thing would be you've we obviously spoken about some personal sure. habits one thing that on the back of specifically talking about community what does that look to extend habits in a, in a family space in a you know as husband and wife as a family as a church family what does it look like for our 
habits, yeah, not to be that personal, private, individualistic uh, sense. I think, I mean, I think we've already touched on it a little bit, but it, but they will be so much more effective if you have others mm. praying for you and others holding you to account. Mm. So, And I think there can be real benefit for churches together, sort of not necessarily in an official covenanting together, mm. although, although there is a degree of that, I think, in church membership, isn't there? You know, you're saying when you, when you commit to Christ, a, a local expression of Christ's body here on, here on earth, you are saying, I give up some of my, my rights, yeah. controversially, yeah. In, in, in our culture. Very I take so. on some obligations. Mm. You know, I have an obligation to be here if I'm able every sunday mm. that it that is now an obligation on me because i have i have covenanted with you mm. my brothers and sisters in christ to do that so i think i, I think community is absolutely key in that uh, but equally there are times and seasons aren't there within a church's life where you can say okay well you know run up to christmas we're going to have a particular focus on outreach mm. in, in our town or within all of our small groups we're going to seek to over the course of the summer Together, we will. We want to grow more in our service of others. Yeah. So, uh, I, I think it's a brilliant thing to for Christians to get into the habit of hospitality. I think hospitality is different from entertaining. You know, entertaining is knobby food and fine china. Hospitality is just, hey, this is our home. Come and join us. You know, we have pizza on Friday. You're very welcome. We'd love to have you. Mm. And I think that is an under under appreciated superpower in the life of the Christian because. Lots of that one anothering stuff happens as we know one another better, mm. and we get to know one another better as we, you know, as we as we eat food together. Mm. And I guess that has a that has a sort of a if that's the slightly the the macro picture, the micro picture is within the context of the family. Mm. So, you know, is it a priority in our families to to be together, to eat together? Yeah. And I mean that's that's often hideous. It's often not. It'd often be much easier if that, if that <laughs> didn't happen. But I think it's really important that it's a time when, mm. as a family, we look one another in the eye mm. as we're eating, yeah. and we listen to one another, and we learn from one another, mm. and we respect one another, and we express our love for one another, mm. and we joke and we laugh and we row and all of those things. Mm. But I, you know, I I think whatever the context of that looks like, mm. it's a powerful one for for families in in growing identity and it's sort of the natural and obvious place from which you can get the bible open yeah from which you can say you know or listen you were talking about it was really tricky and in in science let's let's just pray for that yeah I mean, it doesn't have to be any more flash than that mm. or and or for 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 parents to take the lead and say Do you know what? i'm well, my day sucked mm. you know, really i really struggled yeah. um, will you pray for me and so I think a friend of mine has has an opinion that the the the, the fact that your jaw is moving anyway because you're eating helps you to talk. I, I don't know whether that's true or not. <laughs> my my family are fairly good talkers generally, but but there is a sense of communal, a sense mm. of time together that that the we are hospitable towards one another as family, and and we as a family seek to once a day um, do that, and then. Um, open the Bible and and pray, um, and sometimes it's brilliant and often it's awful, and we try and do it every day. I do think that I think that's something we need to. I do think it's something we need to lay claim to. It's something that I think culturally has been lost. I I do remember. I mean, growing up, if I had said, "Oh, I'm just gonna 
eat my meal in my room that would have been unheard of but it is quite quite normal and quite natural now and i think what you said earlier about on the macro also works in the micro in that it's when you're part of the family you lay down some of those things that you would prefer or those rights that you think you would have yeah. for the better of the community and the whole and and i think you're you're right you know dinner and it might not always work well it may not always seem maybe completely chaotic but you work under the premise you say god we're committing in this area we're faithful in this area and just like in any other area of life when you say god we're committing into you at this time we're we we know you will be faithful you will see progression over time and that may though those fruit might not come out straight away it may not even you may not even see it but they will I mean, I think, I, I, again, I think lots of what, we, what, what we've already talked about it applies particularly in, the, in this family setting, which it doesn't need to be massive. Yeah. Um, you know, your family won't be any different. It will be your family, just you'll have the word of God open mm. and you'll be modelling a dependence and, and, a, and, a, and a walk with the Lord for your children, mm. which they may or may not appreciate, but that doesn't really change the fact that mm. you're seeking to, to show them, hey, do you know what? This is what discipleship looks like. Mm. Discipleship's not always spectacular. Discipleship's not always going overseas. Discipleship's not always um, giving up my weekend. Discipleship is seeking to follow the Lord in the boring, everyday, mundane mm. stuff of life. You know, the annoying classmate, the getting stuck in traffic, the feeling overly tired and the disappointment of you know all of that mm. that's where we're christians and that's where as well as the spectacular and the glorious and yeah. the amazing <laughs> and so i uh, and i think you get a sense of that in in a as we sit around a table together amazing oh, thank you so i think it's probably on, on the back of that that's probably a great place to to draw to a close thank you so much for joining me today that's been really great to have you and and to chat through great pleasure well thank you for having me amazing Uh, well hopefully you've enjoyed today's discussion and if you want to learn more about what Roy is doing at the parish church then please check out their website i'm sure there's lots of information on there thanks for listening in check out the christchurch social media over the coming weeks to see the guest for the next podcast and we'll see you next month